welcome to the Legends and Masters show. Uh, I'm super excited to introduce our guest today. Uh, he's uh, an undefeated Sanshu champion, uh, an MMA fighter. Uh, he's done stunts in movies, acted in movies. He's a writer, director. Welcome, Kung Lee. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, man. I really appreciate you taking time to do this. Uh, I mean, it's kind of hard to get around this subject, but how you been doing with all the, the craziness and everything? Uh, you know, um, actually for me, I needed the, the breather. So okay. time off, relax, be with the family. Um, I got a chance to write a lot, uh, spend time with my, my girlfriend, my son, and just, uh, you know, just uh, be at home. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's the time to kind of catch up on stuff. That's good. A little, little debreather, I guess. Um, so I, I'm, you have an amazing, uh, background, um, or, or origin story, if you will. Uh, I would love for you to kind of just start when, when you were younger, um, going into starting martial arts as a kid, uh, and the story pretty much starts, uh, in Vietnam. So can you start taking it from there? All right. I'll, I'll take it from, it was, uh, five days before the fall of Saigon, wow. uh, my grandfather, uh, worked for um the the government he was at the time a retired would be like a colonel in rank uh, but uh, he was in charge of five different cities like uh like the military police and so the u.s government says that you know they're about to evacuate and he had two hours everyone in the family can have one suitcase each you know you you come back in two hours we we get you out uh, and, or you can stay here and potentially be executed. So my grandfather, you know, packed everyone up and got us out. We spent um, two months in the Philippines, which was our first refugee camp. And then um, the second one was, uh, uh, I think, for about a month in Guam. Then we uh, then we got uh, shipped to um, somewhere in Monterey. It was probably another refugee camp. And then, then we finally got a sponsor. And we stayed with our sponsor for about a year and then we moved to San Jose. And, you know, that's where uh, when you start school and a lot of kids don't understand why their father or their uncle, you know, died, you know, in Vietnam. So definitely the Vietnamese was that big target for being bullied and a lot of you know, people were upset and angry and a lot of kids uh, probably got educated wrong and, you know, <clears throat> made us like the enemy. Oh, that's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, I mean, that's that you could easily turn that into a, a book or movie alone. It's just so, so crazy. Uh, when I, when I learned of kind of like your background with that. And, um, I mean, honestly, you, you've been through a lot of like tough hardships with that and you feel like that helped kind of that perseverance with it, like getting through, living through that kind of helped you a uh, formative state, like mold you to help you become a fighter? Well, you know, at the time uh, it was my mom raising me and we were in, we were that Asian family that like four bedrooms, but my grand, my grandfather and his wife had one room. Then my, my great grandmother had one. So all the, uh, my mom's like, you know, brother. So the, my uncles were in one room and then the aunts were in, in, in another room. So I was living with the aunts and, you know, four ants and myself in one small, tiny bedroom. And so it was like we were packed in like sardines. And then just, you know, I think 
think my mom got tired of me getting beat up and I would come home and I, you know, like it's, it's hard to explain why these kids just go up to you and like sucker punch you or jump you and you done nothing wrong. So it's more like they're angry at what happened or they don't understand what happened. And we're like, you know, the Vietnamese kids were just being, you know, picked on or bullied or, you know, jumped and beat up. So my mom just said, you need to start, you know, learning to defend yourself. So she put me into, you know, Taekwondo to start. And then, um, okay. but at the same time, it was tough for her because, you know, it's all, she was also, you know, reestablishing her, her life, going to school, working, you know, two to three jobs sometimes and uh, just trying to make ends meet. So I wasn't getting to practice, you know, on a regular basis. So I wasn't consistent, but then I did find wrestling. And then from wrestling, okay. I made high school All-American, collegiate All-American in, in the junior college. Then uh, my mom's business wasn't doing well. So it was a travel agency. So I um, kind of um, didn't finish my college education, jumped in to help and then uh, jumped right back into, you know, doing martial arts and within six months I um I found you know I, I found you know competition again and you know I that's when I found like San Show, you know. Also kind of went and, to that route. Oh, that's that's yeah. amazing. So you got like this super well rounded background right you got Taekwondo, uh you've done like like Vietnamese Kung Fu, uh, yes wrestling and uh Sanshu. Uh, I I just thought, you know, I like to tell my guys, I train a lot of, uh, I have a Brazilian jiu-jitsu school and we do judo and sambo and wrestling, yeah. uh, more of the grappling side of things. But uh, it's just so everybody I talk to, they're uh, high-end martial artists, they, they wind up cross-training. How, how important for you would you say cross-training is? I think that's the key and that's the element if you want to be in mixed martial arts, right? Because mixed martial arts, you can be great at the stand-up, but if, you know, a wrestler takes you down and you can't get off your back, you're going to be in big trouble. And if, if you're a wrestler, you take someone down and you end up on the ground with someone who's really good on the ground, you can find yourself, you know, fighting off a triangle, an arm bar. I mean, guillotines, I mean, them rolling into an, like a knee bar. There's so many different elements where, you know, you can lose in MMA. And, you know, at the time, you know, when I transitioned from – kickboxing to uh or sanda which is the chinese style of freestyle fighting uh transitioned uh it's actually javier mendez of aka and scott coker talked me into making that transition and um you know i i decided to go for it because i've done everything i could in 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 sanda and you know everyone was talking about you know um you know challenge yourself you know it, this is perfect for you just stay off the ground but, you know, at the same time, I want to learn more. And I've done a little bit of Brazilian uh, jiu-jitsu before with um, uh, a Caesar and Hal Gracie. And, but, uh, you know, the travel was too far for me. Every morning was like an hour. So I did it like twice a week or once a week. And then uh, at the same time, I started getting more students. So I had to do more classes and more privates. But then I eventually brought in, like, you know, Garth Taylor, who's, uh, who's my first uh, uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu coach. Then he brought in. Paul Schreiner, and then um, then I, okay. uh, when I started training with um, uh, AKA, I was training with Dave Camarillo. So, yeah. and then, you know, and then uh, I just focused a lot on, on improving my game. And it got to a point where all the students that I started with, 
Um, we all got our blue belts at the same time. And then uh, I was having like, like issues where, uh, so used to grabbing the gi, so I started grabbing the shorts. Okay. And then so I was like, you know what, I, I mean, I'm not going to work the gi. I'm just going to go into, you know, class without the, you know, you know, do a lot of no gi. And then uh, all of a sudden I, I, I saw my guys, you got the purples and their, the browns. I'm like, hey, what's going on? I, I, when am I going to get, you know, my, my belt? And they're like, well, you don't wear a gi, you don't get a belt. Like, oh. yeah. So, you know, I just, I just uh, finished out my, you know, um, uh, MMA career. And I, you know, I've been thinking about getting back, but now I'm training my son, Anthony. So you know, I know he's got to get into jujitsu. So, I, you know, maybe I can jump in and, you know, you know, get things dialed up again. That's awesome. That's, that's, that's great. Uh, yeah, I was, was going to bring up, you had your own uh, academy as well. I was going to bring up like different um, things you guys cover. It sounds like pretty much, right? You do a uh, little everything, striking, grappling, little everything there. Yeah, um, you know, my academy back then was like, you know, the Kung Lee Martial Arts Training Center. I had the USH fight team. Uh, USH standing for, you know, unlimited strength and honor. And um, I merged my gym uh, with uh, Smash Gyms, which is, you know, they, okay. they get, they got a very strong program. They have CrossFit, they have Jiu-Jitsu, they have wrestling. And at the time I just felt like, you know, I had to be the first one into the gym and the last to leave in order for the gym to be successful. I realized every time I left for, you know, a month here or two months there filming movies, when I come back, I'm like, man, we just lost 50 students. What happened? You know? And so when you put it in other people's hands, it's not you who's there, you know, and they're so used to you teaching the class and you know and for, for me I love to teach but at the same time I couldn't teach all the time you know then I wanted to focus on my kids then I had my fight career it was just non-stop so I figure something's got to give yeah. so I, I, I transitioned myself out of teaching and you know being the first one in the gym and then you know like whoever closed the gym the night before I'm sure you have your gym right you're like how did how did all this mess happen? You know, I left. It was clean, and as the yeah. last class, they just left their shirts, and so now you're cleaning up, and then you're getting ready for the class, and and then and then then if you want your gym clean, you you, you know sometimes you like you know mopping the gym, and like no one's like everyone's like see you later, coach. Hey, you're not gonna help. Well, I gotta go meet my you know boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever, and <laughs> next thing you know, you find yourself doing it alone, and then like you know training you know training fighters you know uh it's you, you're so dedicated to your fighters then you forget about yourself yeah. and it's just it's just there's too many elements for for me so i just took a step back and you know started focusing on you know um, the entertainment because i knew i couldn't fight forever and yeah. um, so uh you know now i can just go into the gym and train and then leave you know so yeah. that's that's the best that's the best for me it's yeah, I was gonna say because I mean you you a big juggling act. I mean you were doing a little everything, and um, you know sometimes yeah when you clean clean the gym it's a necessity but a thankless job right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's go yeah let's let's go back to more like uh, you're undefeated in Sanshu kickboxing. Uh, what was um, your training like for that? Uh, and I don't know what do you think made you such a, a dominant force in that? You know the perseverance of that. Yeah, I think it's um, my work ethics, right? I was the first one in the gym, the last leave. Um, I was that machine, and and like no one can outwork me, you know. And if you if you look at it's on YouTube, but like the making of a champion. I was doing things that are that are 
what guys are doing now. I was running up the bleachers with someone coming back down, hitting the pads, using the bungees. And that was back in the old days. I was, I was already on, on that, you know, on that training, uh, like, you know, regiment. And, uh, you know, the only thing I could have probably done better, you know, as I got older is a better diet, you know, and, okay. and, uh, you know, back then I, I was able to eat anything and then it would just burn. And then, you know, now if you don't eat right, you know, you're like, Hey, what's going on? I got to go on a diet, you know? So, um, you know, the great thing is now, um, my, my girlfriend spring, she's, she's a nutritionist. She, oh, she makes okay. sure my, my diet's on and, and, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, you, even though you don't like to eat such, you know, certain foods, you just gotta, Hey, if you want to, you want to look the, the part, you gotta eat, you know, you gotta eat the meals, right? <laughs> so, it goes hand in yeah. hand. Um, yeah. we have a lot of martial artists watching, uh, right now. And, um, and we watch them when we post it as well, even more, uh, what, what kind of tips on, uh, you know, you always hear tips on, ex you know, exercise, nutrition, training, what kind of tips do you have on just the mindset, the mindset, the, the preparations? It seems a lot of people be like really good at, in, in the gym and they go live and they kind of freeze or, or just alternate. So yeah, tips on mindset. What do you think? You know, I think my strong mindset is my faith in the Lord. And um, like, like I have my little ritual before I go and compete, right? I, I go to this church and I just sit and it's like, it's a very beautiful place. It has this massive statue of Mother Mary. And when you, when you go there, it's like, and there's no one around, you can just, there's, there's an energy there. And I just, you know, um, you know, I just sit there, breathe in the energy and, and then kind of like talk to God and just instead of asking him, I kind of like, thank you for getting me through, okay. you know, the, like the training camp or, or the day, you know, or, you know, if I'm, you know, if I'm going through it, you know, like a rough time, I just ask him to help me understand uh, the situation better and help myself understand me better because once you know yourself you can go into a match and know that what you put in is what you're going to get out the only person that can hold you back is yourself and so if you go in there and you don't give it your all it's something that you didn't do during training because if you put in the work and you go out there and you're hungry and the key thing is recovery right you, if you go into the match where you left it in the gym, yeah, you're you're gonna you're gonna feel sluggish out there. Your timing's gonna be off. You're gonna be a tad bit slower. Your muscles gonna burn. Your your cardio's not gonna be you know on. So I, I you know when I was young, I was able to just overtrain and still do well. Yeah. But then I started learning to you know take a little step back and do more recovery, like ice bath and and, okay. and Epsom salt bath and and then just, um, you know, get a lot of therapy for the body and just listen to my body. And when I went in there, I, I knew I had, I put, I put in the work already. And, and uh, except for the, my last UFC fights, I, it was like one injury after another. And, and uh, uh, but I got through it because of the mindset, right? You go in there, oh, well, if I'm injured, you know, they got to kill me in order to beat me. You know, that's the mindset you want. You got to be that. That like you know you got to know yourself good enough that you can't second guess yourself. So like what I, I I get to a point where when you train at a such a high level, just like you know 
you if you're teaching jujitsu, yeah. you flow one move to another, right? If yeah. you're doing stand up, boom, boom, and a lot of people says, "Oh, come, how do I transition from punching, kicking to takedowns?" Well, that's what you what you do in practice is what you're gonna do in a match. Yeah. So yeah. everything I did, I made sure I had enough, you know, rest and recovery, and then and then I trained and I put myself in the in in the situation that that would I I would have the most trouble with, and then I'd go out there and I would always do well. That's awesome. I love that. That's that's really strong advice for everybody watching because yeah, so many people put effort into the exercise and, and training part of it, but that mental aspect of, of pushing yourself and that makes all the difference. Uh, another thing I really loved, especially with Sanchu is the takedowns and uh, it looked, you know, that really transferred over well for you. Uh, what would you say, you know, as far as uh, Sanchu is concerned is it was your favorite takedown overall? Well, you know, it, for me, um, it wasn't like what, what was my favorite takedown? I try to, I try to work more of my my weaker techniques, right? Like say my hand, my boxing wasn't good. I work extra on my boxing, but I, you you want to get to the point where you're you you blank out your mind, and whether you enter into sparring match or you enter into a match or you're grappling, you you don't want to be thinking, oh, I'm gonna throw this combination. I'm gonna look out for this submission. Right. You want to take what's open, or if it's striking, you want to attack what's open or hit what's open and defend what's coming. And that's kind of how like, you know, like what I base everything on my, you know, with my training, uh, you know, my, my last 10 years in, 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 in martial arts, you know, attack what's open, defend what's coming. And it seemed to work very good for me. You know? Awesome. Yeah, it makes sense. And it's a little more uh, natural flow that way. And, and you have many, uh, impressive performances, not just Sancho, but uh, throughout MMA. I mean, Strike Force, UFC. Um, did you have a, a fight in particular that kind of s- sticks out in your memory? I mean, uh, you know, I think every fight has its own uh, memory, but I think definitely because of the Frank Shamrock and, and the yeah. big, the magnitude of that fight, him being at the time, you know, the undefeated. Uh, you know, a middleweight a UFC champion, and you know he, you know that kind of like his his legacy and his you know the the legend status walking into uh, you know into the cage, and you you know see him pacing back and forth, and you're like, holy <laughs> shit, you know I'm fighting Frank Shamrock, but good, let's rock and roll, you know. Yeah. Um, you kind of you, you kind of got to catch yourself and not like get into that, like the moment, Oh shit, look who I'm fighting. And you got to just know yourself and say, all right, it's going to, he's going to be throwing the same punches, the same kicks at me, like everyone else in practice. And he's going to be rolling for the ankles or looking for a submission or a takedown to a submission. So you train for it. Let's just, let's do it. And I, I was in such great shape for that fight. I felt like, you know, I could have kept going and, Oh, and then amazing. everything was dialed in for that fight. Even though, like um, a month before the fight, I, I did a quick uh, one week part um, in, for the movie T- uh, Tekken, and I even brought Javier Mendez out there. And you know, I was hitting a lot of pads. And then actually, because of that week, I was able to take a lot of time off to recover. And then you know, oh, cool. I'll just shoot my fight scene. But I got twenty one stitches on set. You know, so. I came back and I couldn't really push my my sparring 
uh, for the last three and a half weeks for my fight camp. But actually, that helped me because my cardio and I was already I was already peaking for the fight. So it maintained and I, I had that last little peak at the end. And I was like, during the fight, I was like, I'm not even tired. I come back to the corner and they're like, breathe. I'm like, I am breathing, yeah. you know, <laughs> I wasn't breathing hard, you know? So it was, it was, it was, it was amazing to be everything dialed in for me. Like when I kick, I didn't feel like, like my shins, everything was like, I conditioned everything. So it, it was uh, one of those fights where I felt like I could beat anyone. Yeah, it was it was amazing fight, action packed, and uh, yeah, it really seemed like that. And I guess you can only block so many kicks with your arms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was pretty rough. Um, another one. I mean, you got a lot of amazing fights. Uh, I just wanted to go into the Scott Smith, like the first and second fight. This little back and forth story. Can you go into um, just a, a brief, like on your side of things, that first to second fight? Oh, you know, like uh, on the first fight, I I just came off of. 18 months completely doing nothing except doing movies, preparing for the parts, understanding because I did like three movies back to back to back. And then uh, Scott Coker, he's actually next next month on sh uh, Showtime, they're going to show the the both fights of um, uh, Scott and I. Oh, cool. And then uh, Scott breaks it down because recently uh, Showtime did a, a breakdown on the Frank Shamrock fight. And then so uh, on that, like I was, I was out for 18 months and then uh, Scott's all, Hey, I need you as a main event. You know, it's our end of the year shows. You know, I, I need a, a strong, strong finish. I was like, Scott, I haven't done anything except cardio and lift weights. And, you know, I just got back from, you know, doing, uh, you know, doing movies. Uh, this is uh he's a, uh, I really need you. You know, if I'm going to ask you a favor, this is the favor. I'm like, Oh, let me like, train for one or two weeks let me see how i feel he's all you gotta let me know in the first week right so after like the first week i was so sore i was like i'm so sore i don't know if i can do it he's like, come i need you all right i'll give you this much more i said okay done yeah. i need that too i need the extra money so um i i jumped into it and you know I, as you see you saw the fight and in 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 one month um on showtime they're gonna break it down i i was dominating every single second yeah. of the round and then you know, after I picked him up and I slammed him and then he How'd grabbed on the fence and I, I was just going to hold him down for there. And then we got up. I was like, oh, shit, my muscles, everything was like on fire. Oh, no. I was already tired. Like when I was punching on the ground, like I, I must have hit him like 50 times. And I looked at the ref. I'm like, hey, man, you know, how much more do I have to do to, you know, for you to stop? Because he was just taking punch after punch. Yep. And, and then like as we got up, I was like, oh, my arms are so it's on fire right now, you know. So oh, just in the first round, I was like, oh shit, this, is, you know, I better put him away. So I was trying to knock him out, but then instead, I should I should just like score points, score points instead of trying to knock him out. I've been out so long, I just got ex too excited and trying to, you know, impress everyone, and then ended up, you know, losing my first fight in in mixed martial arts. And of course, I s jumped right back on onto training. And then, um, you know, uh, I think it was six or seven months later, I, I, you know, I, I got my revenge. Oh yeah. yeah that, that kick landed perfect. It was knocking yeah. in right out of it. Um, yeah. And that's, that's the other great thing. Um, you know, a lot of friends I know, my, my brother-in-law is also a huge fan like us and we always like to just love the way you fight. You bring in uh, Sanchu in there. Uh, you mix the way you put combos together. And uh, I guess, yeah, that, that toughness and perseverance uh, overall. Uh, w you know, what would you say, you know, to you, uh, as people are listening, some, some are fighters, 
what, what do you would say is uh, makes a good fighter? You know, uh, whether it's how they focus or, or how they train, what would you say makes a good fighter? I think it's just uh, their dedication and their, their willing, their, their will to push through the training and at the same time come into practice always with the half tea cup, right? Because a lot of, you know, people, when they think, you know, they know everything, that's kind of where the, you know, the downfall starts happening. But if you go in and you want to be the student of the game, you keep learning and you keep excelling. And of course, I, you know, for me, all glory goes to God. So it's, uh, um, the, the, the power in that alone is just, uh, at another level. And then, then when you continue to learn and be that better martial artist, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's only person that can really stop you is, is you. Is you. I, I love that. That's, that's like the driving message. And, and honestly, you know, mind, body, spirit, right? Uh, the, yes. In a connection of all that, you can't really have do well without the other. Um, and then you also say kind of like um, somewhat of like, you know, a, you can't fight forever, kind of a bit of a backup plan for you is to get into to film and acting. And uh, again, how, how did you exactly did you decide like you wanted to go that route? What just kind of made you think, hey, I, I want to do that? Well, when I got my first um, kind of like, my, my, I was uh, I was invited to this stunt um, audition for Mortal Kombat the TV show, and uh, I remember JJ Perry and Larry Kasnov, who was the producer of Mortal Kombat, and JJ is uh, one of the top guys at um, eighty seven eleven stunt team, which yeah. does all the John Wicks, and I remember him just saying, "Okay, um, everyone." find a partner and then at the same time it was like um um the one of the person who was there was my old instructor but he was like oh. the instructor's son so we we're you know he, he was probably like maybe 10 years older than me at the time and then so we we already flowed together so uh, we just put something together real quick and then you know the uh, we were ready to go within the first you know five minutes and then you know they they got everyone's name and then we went out there and did this crazy you know, audition, fight, you know, on the fly. And then right away, like Larry Kaznov, like pulled up, pulled me aside and, and then, uh, you know, said, Hey, uh, you know, you, you, you read. I thought, yeah, as long as it's English. Right. I didn't, I had no clue at the time. It was about a script or anything. And then, oh, and then they're okay. like, Hey, uh, get this guy the script and then, uh, you know, have him come to my office and, you know, and he checked his calendar and it was two days. I was like, I got to get back. I, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I just came out here to help my friend do the, you know, kind of like this audition. And, and then he's all, Hey, you know, you need to get back over here. And then wow. I was like, you know, uh, let's see what I can do. And actually, you know, they, they actually took care of all my expenses and they flew me back. And I, I thought it was going to be like a, like a big, uh, like a cattle call. Right. I came in showrunner, director, um, uh, uh, I guess the producer and then, um, and then the, whoever's running the camera and, and then the person who's reading. And I, I, before I went, I had one hour of like, like, you know, training. Cause my friend's like, Hey, you, you better know you have six pages of dialogue. And so I had no clue what I was doing. And then, and then, so I, I, I took like a, a one hour acting course and then, and then the, the, I just came in and I started reading and the guys all like, Hey, um, come, um, 
is I pronounced your name right. I'm a, you're one of the first, uh, one of the few that to pronounce my name right. He's a, okay, you just fell through a time warp. You're supposed to be dizzy. You have to get up off the ground. And I was like, okay. So I just like sat, sat down on the ground. I got up. He's like, no, you got to like fall in. You got to like, and he started trying to coach me there, trying to do everything he could to help me out. And I was like, I had no clue what I was doing. Then I went to the audition and I must have bombed really bad. But they did call me back to do the stunt double work of the, the lead actor. And, and I, I, feel, I felt like, man, what a big opportunity that, you know, I, you know, that, that I, I, I missed. And uh, they, they had me read for the lead part. So um, I ended up uh, focusing on the fight. And then from there, I just started taking acting lessons and, and developing my acting skills. And as soon as I, I had an opportunity, and then my first big one was uh, fighting with Channing Tatum. You know, and then right yes. after that, I was—I hit Pandorum, I hit Tekken, and I was just like one audition after another. I was on on a roll, and then, you know, then, um, then, uh, then, uh, uh, you know, it, it came to a part where I had to decide what I needed to do: am I going to fight, or, or then I then I, I had to kind of vacate my title, and I did another three movies back to back to back. And then, then came back, and then, then I lost again, you know. And I, I felt yeah. like, oh, man, I think it's, it's time for me to uh, figure things out. So I said, I'm going to fight for a bit. And then but while I was fighting, I was getting more offers and some of the things I couldn't turn down. So I did what I could. And, and then, and then, uh, then when the, the, my last fight with UFC, and I felt like, man, if you're not doing what the UFC wants, they're not treating you right, and look at all the other fighters – that are going through this. So I'm just going to stand up and, you know, and join this class action um, and move yeah. forward with the class action and represent 1200 plus fighters uh, in the UFC, um, you know, past and then, uh, you know, and, and present at the same time. And then, um, that was amazing. I, I knew my fight, my fighting days are over because I'm not going to go back and, you know, and then I still had two fights left on my contract. Remember my contract was, only supposed to be 18 months. It was a six fight deal. You know, I agreed to some of the fights. It, my, my contract should have been way over, but at, from 18 months, it became five years. And from you need to, you know, fight, even though you're injured, you know, they have a certain ways of saying it. It was tough. I'm not sure if you got a chance to read that Bloomberg article, you know, that's a big, big yeah. article, you know, yeah. so everything that really happens, you know, happens. And, and, uh, you know, you just got to go with it and then you got to stand for what's right. So I figure my son might want to fight, you know, and he, you know, his, his, his mind and his dedication and his skill set, he has, you know, potential to be, you know, a great fighter. So yeah. I just figure, you know, I started now for him, you know, and, and then, uh, and then at the same time stand for all the other fighters out there. So that's, that's what I did. I just, you know, sacrifice whatever, you know, um, I had left on, you know, in, in the tank to fight and then just did that. Yeah. I, I always thought that was very admirable of what you did. And, and, um, you know, it's, it is, you know, if nobody speaks up on whatever, in this case, the subject, but if someone speaks up, nothing really happens. And, um, and also I think it's interesting, like, you just don't know, like your career, sometimes you just don't know where that goes. I mean, actually, you know, this, stunt thing kind of turns into acting and I would love to go into to this as I hear you got some good stories uh filming uh this movie in particular here um Donnie Yen uh 
you know, working with him, Master Wu Ping. You got some uh, good background shooting stories with that? Yeah, I mean, um, it, was, uh, it, was, it was crazy hot. And then the first time I went out, um, you know, I just said, hey, just shave my head. And then, I, you know, during the process, I was like, hey, uh, they had, we had a different fight coordinator. Donnie was just an actor. And then, uh, you know, I was like, hey, Donnie, um, they have us fighting inside of a, uh, like a fish market. And we have two and a half blocks of 1905 Hong Kong. Why don't you, like, do some parkour and I'll chase you down. I'll grab kids and I'll throw women and children and throw them all over the place and then come and, like, all that, that street scene that was yeah. all my idea you know and then uh awesome and then of course you know he's all you better tell peter chen that i i don't want to get involved you know i don't want to step on the foot of the guy who's fight doing the fight coordination i'm um and this is kung lee versus donnie we got to make it like epic and then we're inside this fish market we're like throwing fish at each other you know and doing 20 re reverse fists and then uh he goes i agree but you know you you talk to peter chen so i talked to peter chen and then, uh, you know, Peter Chan looked at some dailies, which, which is like the, the footage. And he's all, uh, we, we probably can't do it now. Can you stay? I'm like, I can't stay. I got to go back and promote Pandorum, this other movie. He's all, well, you know, um, uh, what, can you come back at these dates? And I called up my manager. We set it up and we made that happen. I came back. I was promoting um, um, either Pandorum or, 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 or Dragon Eyes. And I was promoting that. And then I went to the Comic-Con, and then, and then when I did come back, they were like, hey, uh, what are you going to do? Because my hair grows fast. I was like, I'm not going to cut, cut that again, right? So um, uh, I was uh, I'll just I – didn't, I didn't realize how long it was going to take. They'll say, we can put a skull cap on you. I'm like, yeah, let's do that. And I sat in the chair four hours every day just to get, just to get going, you know, because so, really? I, I should just chop my hair off. It would have been – I would have had like three hours extra sleep every day, you know, so – well, worth it though. It was an amazing scene. Yeah, it it, it uh, let it, let it breathe a lot more. And um, you know, anytime you have it's action, so you need more uh, motion and mobility. Um, yeah. And also, uh, you just brought up one of my honestly one of my all time favorite sci fi movies, uh, Pandorum. That that was a awesome awesome movie. I remember watching that, and I'm just like, man, I think that is that Kung Lee. And uh, <laughs> um, how'd you get involved in that movie? Because that is it was so well done. Um, actually, I, I had the title, um, the Strike Force Middleweight title, and then I just um, had got done with um, fighting and uh, with Channing Tatum. Then I also did uh, Tekken, and then um, I was on the lot of Universal. I was just take, I had a few meetings, and then um, uh, there's this uh, producer named Jeremy Bolt, and he was like a big fan. He's like, hey, you know, um, uh, you know that was an awesome fight. And we talked we talked about the fight a little bit. He's like, hey, um. I think you'd be great for this part, but you know, it's Japanese. I'm like, well, I definitely don't, I don't speak Japanese and there's no way I'm going to be able to read it. And he's, uh, I'm, uh, but I can, I, I can speak Vietnamese and, um, you know, let, let me know. And then, uh, he's okay. I'll, I'll let you know. So that same, that, that same day, my agent called me up and says, Hey, you know, um, you got, you got a week to prepare, you know, here are your lines in English. They already had set it out. So they sent it over. I had a week. I studied it and I changed it all to Vietnamese. And I went to the audition. And, and um, you know, like I came in, I was expecting, hey, you need me to throw kicks or do any flips. They already knew what I was going to do. They're like, nope, you're just going to get straight into the dialogue. And I was doing it with the director. They linked us up. The director was in Germany at the time doing uh, okay. uh, pre production. And so I, I delivered my dialogue. 
And they're like, thank you very much. And I was like, I, I can do it again. They're like, oh, we're good. I was like, damn, I must have bombed that, right? So I walked <laughs> out. By the time I got to my car, I was driving off. My agent called me, well, get ready. You're going to be in uh, um, Berlin for two months. I was like, wow, I got it. So, so I changed the whole character from uh, Japanese, and they, they made the character into Vietnamese, which was oh. kind of cool. And yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, and the the, the scenes you're in were really awesome, man. Uh, that even yeah. in, the, in the clip I put put there, the, the final fight scene, hardcore. Let's just say that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah and you got you mentioned uh, Tankin, uh, uh, Dragon Eyes. Uh, what was it like working with Jean Claude Van Damme? It was cool. You know, I mean, you know, you grew up watching him in Bloodsport. So, well, I grew up watching him in Bloodsport. So I was like, hey, I, you know, I get a chance to work with him and. And then he's my supporting actor. How, how great can that be, you know? So um, uh, it was it was awesome. It was a great experience. I, I you know I thank God for all the you know opportunities I got, and then I try to make the best of it. And when it's time to give back, I definitely try to give back. You know, there's a lot of things that you know that I'm doing that's that has that has nothing to do with like acting, and has nothing to do with um, you know like my career or anything. And you know, and at some point it might even hurt my career because of the, the forces behind it you know and but you know at this point it's like you got to go with your integrity you got to go with with uh, you know like with you got to go with god because it's not your plan anymore it's god's plan you know so uh yeah it's just a lot of crazy stuff going on look you and i were sitting here we're doing this this interview and we're in the middle of, of a pandemic yeah. and yeah. is this pandemic even really necessary because you know, the flu, the normal flu kills more people. I mean, what's going on here? You know, are, are you, a lot of people, are they digging into this? Are they figuring out what's going on? I mean, you know, people are sitting at home wondering or being upset. Yeah, there's a lot to be upset about, but at the same time, there's a lot of things you can do and, you know, make a difference. And, you know, I, you know, I don't know how far you want to get into that, but you know, there's all kinds of stuff going on, you know? I, of course, you know, and, yeah. and, you know, I mean, there are people really dying from this and there are people that are, um, you know, it's more like, uh, uh seems mental uh, in the crowd, you know, in pe with people than anything else. I mean, they're really freaking out, but a lot of people are just like, um, this is, this is craziness. And, you know, it seems like the biggest problem I feel is, uh, people don't know what is there's no what's next you know like yeah, yeah. a little face plan i'm not sure what uh what you guys face plan of reopening your school is do you know how much of that i just hear you know i mean school should be done for my son this the end of may right we're we're almost there yeah right so yeah and uh you know um i, I don't know what's what's happening you know and and you know a couple of his teacher you know one got sick and so they got a sub and the sub's not really falling through. So, you know, it's like kind of a lot going on, you know, and, you know, uh, it's, it's just, there, there's, there's craziness going on. You know? It's, it's just all around crazy. Um, uh, well, I just want to touch base a couple more things with you on some of these movies, man. Cause, I mean, they're very well done. The action scenes are always uh, top notch. Do you have much uh, input? Like, I mean, you said so far input on the uh, choreographing the fight scenes or. Well, the Dragon Eyes, I put together all the fight scenes. Right? Okay. Um, I was a, uh, I was the main fight coordinator and the, you know, the, the fight choreographer. 
and then uh, for a certain justice, um, which uh, Lionsgate ended up changing it to puncture wounds, I was helping uh, my my friend out who was the main guy because I felt like the part was too demanding for, for my character to do both. So I let him do a lot of it. And then uh, I would just go in and you know give a second opinion. And then uh, like big movies like The Man with the Iron Fist, that you, when you got Corey Yoon and you got Wu yeah. Ping, you just got to make sure you wield the sword or you're doing the stuff right and you 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 get your work done because they, they already know what they're doing, you know? Of course, if they ask you, it's almost like an honor. You Wow, you're asking me? Okay, I would do it this way. And they're like, okay, we do it. I'm like, wow, he just took my advice, you know? So, um, you know, I'm, 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 me as a person, I try to be, you know, um, you know, humble as, as possible and turn it on when, when I need to, you know? Um, it's uh it's just you know just how i was raised that's that's awesome i love the humbleness of it and it goes a long way and uh and in the movie the grand master uh I mean, what was it like shooting in that rain scene because those pretty look pretty involved man well you know during that during that time um the water was freezing because that was a man-made you know it was a, a like a it, we we're on a set and then the weather was super cold and i was shooting um the man with the iron fist and shooting grandmaster at the same time. Wow. And I just had came from dragon eyes. Right. So I just came from dragon eyes. I went to the set of um, grandmaster. Then after that, I, um, for grandmaster, I shot for like two weeks and I flew to, um, uh, I forgot where we're at in China. And I, I, I flew to the set of, um, the man with the iron fist there. And then, then from the man with the iron fist, I flew back for a week and shot another fight scene and then flew back to the man with the iron fist. And we didn't get a chance to finish because the, the director's son got sick. So I didn't get a chance to finish all my scenes out or I would have had a bigger part in the movie. But then when they did ask me to come back to finish my scene out, I had to uh, help Lucy Lou get her scene shot out because she was done. Oh. So I couldn't go back. So they had to scratch the middle fight and then the end scene that I you yeah. know, already had already had um already had shot most of it and all i have to do is come back and do uh, six pages of uh dialogue for for one car white you know so oh wow that's wild man yeah. back before that i also wanted to bring up i thought it's awesome um you wrote and directed and and acting your own movie man what, what was that like and what kind of was that always something you were kind of thinking like hey i want to i want to take a bite of this yeah i just you know i felt like you know um of course being asian you know you're you're gonna be stereotyped and, uh, you know, I think I'm, I'm a little bit different than, you know, the, the regular stunt guy or the regular actor because I can do my own stunts and I can and, – and I'm, you know, I, I'm – the what I put into acting is what I would do, like, for, a, like, a title fight, right? So if I'm going to – I have a part in a movie, I prepare myself like I'm preparing for a fight. In the morning, I'm going to go through my scene studies. In the afternoon, I'm going to memorize my lines. And at night, before I go to sleep, I'm going to deliver my lines and then – go through my action, whether it's like if I'm tactical, if I'm wielding a sword or if I'm doing martial arts, I'm going to have all that dialed in, ready to go for the next day. Because when you sleep, you kind of absorb what you've done throughout the day. And when you wake up, you got that fresh, you know, you know, re you know fresh energy, that fresh spirit ready to just push. And so I, I felt like every single part I've done, I've, I delivered for the directors. And, and uh, I felt like, you know, you know I, I feel I can produce and, and even direct myself. So I just said, I, you know, my friend wanted to direct some 
this movie. I said, let's, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to write a small little thing. Let's do it. And let's film it and see how it turns out. So we end up filming a little, um, you know, like we spent like five days. We, we shot it and we got, we took first at a film festival and I was like, I'm going to turn this into a movie. And I started just coming up with different ideas and trying to make my, you know, the movies I want to do, the movies I want to push where there's, you know, like a message behind it, but at the same time, cool action and where there's an Asian that can, you know, uh, you know, carry the, carry the movie. So there other Asian people can have a, like, you know, someone to look up to instead of, you know, everyone knows who James Bond is, but could he really do what James Bond does? You know, nope, he can't, you know? Well, I, I love that about you too, because uh, my my wife and uh, youngest uh, they're Korean, and um, you know the, my wife would always tell me stories, you know, growing up in America, and there's not, um, you know, not many any Asian Barbie dolls or you know things like that. And it was an interesting hearing that that side of things, and you know, because you know I grew up here, I didn't grow up in a uh, another country where not everybody looks like me, and it being represented is so important. So I I, I really love that you advocate that and and, and you know push that forward and help that out. Um, we, uh, another thing, is there any like, uh, more like f- future projects you're working on in, in, whether it's writing, directing, things like that, that you can uh, talk about? Yeah. You know, um, me and my girlfriend were, I'm actually, we're in the process of writing, uh, like, like a book, right. Cause she has a, she has an amazing story, but at the same time, uh, it's not like amazing as in like, like, everyone would want this as a, like a, like a fairy tale, you know, because the crazy, the, the world we live in is basically, you know, the corruption of deputy sheriffs in Kentucky and her fight to get her kids back because they were kidnapped by the, our own system. And then I'm trying to, I've been going live and I've been a big advocate from domestic violence, you know, for, um, you know, my, my business partner, we're, we're teaming up with some groups, but mainly for her because of her story. And it's like a story in itself. It has a lot of crazy elements to it. Like, you know, Hey, uh, it's not the system that's corrupt. It's the person who's behind the system. So like with her, you know, her, um, uh, you know, uh, she's, she's only had like three, three boyfriends and engage, you know, to them and uh, two of them she she had a kid with and and basically they're both deputy sheriffs and they use cps to kidnap her kids oh, so wow. we're gonna we, we're putting that into like a like a documentary and then we're we're also helping someone uh, part of their documentary because there's a whole kidnapping rink out there now a lot of you guys if you guys don't know about the kids you know like cps if you read into it CPS is pulling kids out of like, you know, people's families and making profit off of that. But then there's a lot of other stuff going on, human trafficking, there's all kinds of stuff. So because they're deputy sheriffs, the kids are not into getting pushed into the human trafficking. They're they're just using their, what they pledge to serve and protect. They're going against all that. They're like from the judge to, to the, to the deputy sheriff, to CPS, they're all racketeering, you know? So I, with my voice, with my, my, my social media platform, I put so much heat on, on them that, you know, um, I know for a fact, cause we have 
a lot of intel and you know now i'm talking to you know big big you know like publications and they're they're looking into the story we're giving them a lot a lot we're i'm talking to a few different agencies that you know just because you know like you think all oh, the fbi but they're not just the fbi there's like 10 other agencies that handle stuff you know because there's all kinds of stuff going on yeah. everywhere you know so it, it's uh it's that that's like right now that's like one of my main focus is getting the press for that but at the same time you know we started a book and the book's gonna be like holy you know i mean excuse my vietnamese but holy shit this this you know, like a lot of people the crazy thing is the book also talks about how people turn a blind eye but when well, yeah. you put media on it and you get enough you make enough noise then all of a sudden everyone's like oh it's really happening i can't believe it then all the people over there because they're so scared but now because of my name and my you know my my social media things are starting to roll and now we're getting like you know my friends all hey i heard this this happening my friend andy his his family's very wealthy they um they um fund a lot of campaigns where like you know government people go and when during election time they fund their campaign so they pull they pull some favors just because they heard me on my social media they're like how can we help you know, we're against domestic violence we how can, what can we do you know and i'm like you sure you want to get involved because there's the these are deputy sheriffs and they're still they're like oh even we want to get them even more because they're corrupt we're paying we are paying for their their salaries you know we're paying them and 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 they're doing us wrong so until you become a victim then you understand like you know like like for me i saw everything and one thing about kentucky the rule is you can record the person without letting them know and you can use it in the court so the amount of evidence that she has it's like you it's like a fighter who has good defense but if you, if there's if it's overwhelming, what do you defend against? If someone's so well-rounded, wow, yeah, like that's what how our evidence is. I feel like it's a well-rounded fighter going up against a fighter that only has good boxing. I'm gonna take the guy down. I'm gonna look for submission. I'm gonna ground and pound. I'm gonna do my spin kicks. I have so much weapons, and that's what we have. We have so much weapons, and then all of a sudden, people are like, at first they're like, because we're like, okay, if no one wants to listen. We'll show, look what we got. And then because, you know, the, the, they're so corrupt out there. They've done so much wrong. They're like, ah, oh, uh, I don't need to cover up my trail anymore. Wow. So they start, they like start getting lazy and like, oh, I can man. never get caught. So um, the, the, there, there's a news article. So whatever I said is public record. Pat Atkins, he's the head of their crime unit. Guess what? I put the heat on. And now he's in September. If things go wrong for him, he's in court. He'd be serving 20 years. And for 10 years, no one did anything. And as soon as I start throwing my, my, my media and my social media and everyone I knew at them, guess what? Now they took role. We're going live feeds. We're doing this. I got Jack Frost. Um, you know who just came on and he he's got over like 90 something people like you know 
caught up on race, uh, you know, like racism and, yeah. uh, you know, crazy, you know, people just attacking Asians and, you know, even the Mexican, he, we're standing up, but the Asian community, we stand up for the Mexicans, we stand up for the African, the blacks, we're, we're, we're in it all, but it seems like we are the target. Everyone has yeah. their crosshairs on us and we're like, here, how can we help? Yes, yeah. it's crazy. It's the time we live in. And, uh, you know, that's it, insane. So, so yeah. that's going to be, that's going to be a, a book. Are you thinking about possibly like a, a documentary kind of? Oh yeah. Yeah. We, we, we you know, uh, I'm in talks with a few people uh, about documentaries, but you know, I, I just want, I, you know, I want to finish this, this, this ride out. I want to already start the story. You know, um, my, my girl's, uh, cause she reads my script, right? She's, uh, I want you to write the book. I'm like, yeah, you know, writing a book and writing a script, two different things, but yeah. you know what? Why not? Why not give it a shot? So I just started like inking some stuff down and trying to play with some stuff and how would I really do it? Then I'm like, man, I got a good story too. Maybe we do like a, a yin and yang book, right? One, one is okay. one is the, the female version and then one is the male version. And look, look how we met. Yeah. And then now we're fighting a, a, like a, this crazy battle together. It's, it's, it's kind of crazy. So that's cool. Um, it's, it's God's plan. I'm telling you, everyone, if you guys don't have a faith in religion or something, whoever you believe, please take a crack at the Bible, yeah. you know, you know, get some faith in God. Yeah. Well, and I love that. Uh, another thing about you, I mean, it's, it's that is part of your character. I mean, even you know, you know, fighting for the the UFC fighters, like uh, rights on things, fighting for this. Um, I mean, you definitely you use it uh, uh, correctly and wisely, and it just it seems like natural uh, for you to go that route. Um, now, do you? Uh, I mean, like right now, do you still kind of uh, segue to? you know, stay, everybody's still indoors for a little while here, you know, hopefully a little, not too much longer. Are you still uh, working out a lot? Are you having your kids do like work, different workouts with you and, and different tips for people as they're, uh, you know, being st stuck in the house and stuff like that? Yeah. You know, as you see, my garage is, is like a little workout area. Um, uh, we, and also because of all the crazy, um, racism going on with the Asian people, you know, they're smaller people. And then even some older ladies are getting beat up and, you know, some guys are just getting knocked out. And I said, Hey, you know, here's some self-defense tip. Here's pepper spray. This is some elements of a pepper spray that you can use. If someone breaks into your house, if you spray the pepper spray in the hallway, you close the door and you get ready to engage with a baseball bat or you have a gun, you got to make sure if you, even though you have a gun, you got to know, you're responsible for the bullet that you missed. And if, if it travels down the street, it hits someone down the street or it hits a car, you're responsible for that. You know, then, then I, I, you know, just like different strategic things. Like if you think you're being followed, how do you know? Well, there's three things that you can know the time that you're being followed, the distance that you're being followed. And if you change direction and if they're still with you, then you need to pull into a shopping center with a lot of mirrors and get to a place where there's a lot of people and you look for security and you tell the security or you can call the police and get them there. And then when you go into that area, you can flush them out by seeing who's following you through the mirrors and the three elements, time, distance, and change of direction. Then you know if they're being, you're being followed or not. And then, 
other than that, if you've done cardio kickboxing, because as you know, I, 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 I love jujitsu, but for me, because I'm a wrestler, I can maneuver and put positions in, you know, if a, a bigger guy than, than myself right. attacks me, I can slap on an arm bar because I, I kind of know, you know, I got a blue belt, but that blue belt didn't come in like three months, like a regular belt. It takes forever. I'm like, Hey man, you know, when am I going to get my blue? You know, it's, you know, I'm doing well against everyone. And then, uh, but as you see, how many girls do cardio kickboxing? Even though like if you okay. learn how the knife, right, there's a path of the blade, how many yes. slashes there are, depending on who's teaching what system, there's a path of the blade. But now you're fighting like this and you're what, you're going to move? What if you're doing cardio kickboxing and you put it in a reverse grip? Now when you throw the jab, you don't have to hit it with the fist, you're hitting with the blade. Then you have I, two knives. Posted, yeah. I forwarded that video. It was awesome. I'd love you to do, uh, you know, continue to do more things like that because it's different perspectives for people. Yeah, I kind of try to look at like, okay, if it was my mom, she's in her kitchen, someone comes in, mom, you know how to punch. Now just imagine punching with two big butcher knives. Yeah. I don't care who that person is, unless they have a gun, you're, you're at a disadvantage. But if they don't have a gun, and, you know, and if they just got coming in with no bat or anything, you got two butcher knives. And if you're throwing punches at him. Just add that. Geez. You train, you know, um, how much training have you had with weapons? Well, you know, I grew up uh, on a, from a traditional um, martial arts background. And then one of my good buddies and training partners back in the day, Alan Maravilla, Mer uh, he was uh, Arnie Damano, right? Oh. So stick oh. and knives. But then I, I, I was getting my, my fist, like when I'm working with him, with this, my knuckles were getting messed up. And I said, I can't do this because I need my knuckles to punch people in the head. And then, uh, so I just realized, Hey, if I had a blade and then like, cause we, we, we do live sparring a lot with like, you know, the, the fake stuff we put on the glass shield. Oh, and yeah. I just said, I'm not going to do anything different because he's really smooth at all this slash, 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 slash. And he's like, and I'm just throwing jabs at him and I'm hitting him in the helmet with, with the blade like this. And I'm jabbing and I'm, I'm slipping and I'm fighting like I'm fighting. I'm throwing kicks and I'm hitting with, and he just, he can't deal with it. This guy's like one of the top students from, uh, you know, that discipline in America, right? So I was clipping them with round kicks and then I was flowing because uh, my hands are fast back then. So I'm throwing double jab cross at him. And so while he's throwing slashes at me, I'm coming in, I'm side kicking him in the leg and he's like, he's getting thrown off. And I'm yeah. I, sure I'm still getting cut, but the amount that I hit him with fist, shin, and yeah. even taking him down and stabbing him after, he's like, man, you got to do something with that. So we started like playing with it a little oh, bit. Then, oh, okay. You know, then then I kind of met some, you know, like tier one guys, and I I saw how they worked the knife, and then oh, cool. this one guy he was he taught me some of his tactics, and I was like, ah, oh, I kind of like I feel my I'm better at punching and kicking than you know, you know, hey, I'm gonna fight you this way, you know. I'm just like if my fists are closed, I'm throwing shit, and I'm fighting the way I fight, but now I have two blades shit that, that's, you know? that's what it's about did you see that video it's pretty popular right now that video of um it's in japan they're on the field crowd watching these guys are in samurai armor two long spears have you seen this thing yeah i i, I saw it was actually it was more like uh um, i saw it wasn't in japan but it was like like maybe russians or something they had like 
armor. They're taking each other down and stuff like that. But that's like with sword and armor yeah. on the body. I'm talking about like concealed, right? I, like yeah. how I teach on my YouTube channel. It's yeah. like even when you raise your hand up, that's actually a strike, just like a samurai warrior. When he draws his sword, right. he draws and strike, and then he's coming back for another strike. So as, like I teach my girl, okay, if someone's coming at you, when you put up your hands, that's actually a strike, because look how the blade comes up. So yeah. they're gonna run right into your blade, and now you can rip punches, and then you got the headbutt to open up space. Or like, you know, a lot of people don't realize it, but those, those guys that duck down and throws the overhand rights. Yeah. Just imagine you duck down because the guy's coming in to reach in and all of a sudden a slash, a punch comes across with a blade, you know? I mean, so um, I got that going with my YouTube and all of a sudden my YouTube didn't get a lot of like hits. And, and then, awesome. so it makes me happy because now I know people are out there yeah. having a chance to better their survival. You know, like a lot of us, we, we, we look at like, like, our kids, right? Do you have any kids? Yeah, I, I have two. I got a, an eighteen-year-old and a six-year-old. That, that, what you know, like what, what I'm always saying, I say, look, I want the best education for my kids, right? But why is why am I at the time? Why am I not focusing on the best survival education for my kid? Right, right. And most people are not looking at it, right? So now I'm like, son. These are the things that you need to do. Here's one, two, three, four. You know, you know, there's just all kinds of different things that you have to teach your son. And even being in the house, right? You you got to know if your house is on fire. Here's our meeting point. Here's point one, point two, point three. You know, yeah. Point four, you're on your own. Whatever's open, get out. Right. If someone breaks into the house, and you make sure you try to, if you've got a clear path, get to the room. Get. Before you even get to me, pepper sprays right here, boom, hit the hallway, dad, someone's here. Everyone draw, everyone's ready to go, you know? I think it's so, so. important. That's the area that's not focused on in self-defense and martial arts is, you know, like the home invasion or, and not even home, just home invasion. I mean, just people even like aren't even prepared for if there's a fire uh, or at least, you know, these days. And, and I love that you're posting things like that. Cause that's, that's, you know, logical. Like if someone breaks in your house, what do you do? You, just yeah. not, otherwise you get caught guard and you're going to freeze. And like you say, you know, uh, you know, you, whatever you, however you train, that's how, when it happens in real life, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. So but what, what a lot of people don't realize either is if someone's in standing in front of you and you're out in the streets and you're about to engage, you've done everything wrong already because you don't know your situational awareness, right? You get out, you park, even like parking. If you're parking somewhere at night, Hey, Let's see if there's light. Look around where if there's cameras around, so there's cameras on you. Yes. Park there. Don't park in the back alley because you, you're worried someone might scratch your car or, or park way in the boonies so there's four other cars. Yeah. I mean, four lanes so you can get your car in this area. So no one's – who cares? Your car's there to serve you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> a, a car can be – you can fix the paint on it or you can fix a dent, but yeah. if someone's going to try to stab you and dent your face with, like, a baseball bat, there, there's nothing you can do, you know. <laughs> yeah, but you got a, a very good point. Um, so hey, yeah, you you're keeping like super good shape, man. What are, what are you doing? What's what's uh, are you still uh, training uh, MMA or what do you what do you do? You know what? I train a lot, but the key thing is, you know, my, my girlfriend's on me like on diet, right? 
it's it all comes down to diet because at this age here if, if i'm not eating good you know and trust me i don't i don't do a cheat meal i do a cheat day but after the cheat day i don't want to do any more cheat meals because i'm like oh man i feel sick it's like uh, because how, what i eat is how i feel right so i rather eat clean and healthy and then my cheat my my cheat days start getting like smaller and smaller and smaller because i don't feel good after my cheat my cheat days so it's it's uh and key things like of course the diet and the, the, you got to keep up with your workouts and your cardio and the recovery but it all comes down to diet it all comes down to diet and i saw you posted yeah. the uh it was the other day or other week uh it was a sparring session you're so you're still getting getting the mitts on and uh i think you're doing some uh, sand shoot takedowns the guy kept running into it so you keep yeah yeah um yeah, I'm I'm always training. Um, you know, uh, some of those footage were a little bit older footage, but now, you know, um, if if I'm not sparring with anyone, I'm sparring with my 15 year old son. Yeah. So he's gonna be a little beast, you know. So, yeah. When you were making, you know, with making movies, did you ever get? Um, you worked with some, you know, amazing people. Did you ever get like starstruck with anybody, anything like that? No, no. Usually, you, I walk on set. You know, the only I think the only I think only time I'm get starstruck is about when whenever I see God or yeah. Jesus. You know, I'll be like, oh my God, oh, let me get on my knees. You know, so <laughs> that, that's the only time. Anyone else? You know, they're, they're coming to me and they're like, hey, what do you think of this fight or what do you think of this technique? You want me to show you? No, 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 no. Okay, you know, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, then, uh, do you have like a, a, a favorite scene or role that you're most proud of? I remember it's like a. Like you won an award for a fight scene. Do you have like anything in particular you're, you're most proud of? Yeah, you know, in Dragon Eyes, um, uh, we kind of lucked out that our movie came out first, then the raid came out after. But so we 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 hit the cutoff date, and then you know it was me versus the Gina Carano uh, movie um, Haywire, which uh, uh, Steven Soderbergh um, um, uh, directed that movie. So w what I did was I. You know, I put together all the fight scenes in Dragon Eyes, and I I was invited to the Action Film Fest where the Chuck Norris Award was going to be given to Gino Carano, and they wanted me to give her the award. And so when I went up there, uh, they, my movie was done, so it aired in their small film festival. Oh. And then um, uh, the, the the movie got super good, great reviews, and then Rotten Tomato and uh, like whoever was there reporting it was all the judge of the best action, right? Wow. So I knew my buddy JJ Perry was there and he's yeah. the, 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 he's a badass at, at um, 8711. Um, so I was just waiting to present, you know, Gina Carano, her, her award. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're, they're like best, um, best fight um, uh, director was JJ. I'm like, yeah, you know, I was happy for him. And best fight scene in third place. I was like, oh, well, I hope we get third place, you know. Right. And they're like, Haywire, Gino Crono, and Michael Fassbender. I'm like, holy shit, we didn't even place. Man, that sucks, right? They're like, in second place, Kung Lee Dragon Eyes, the, the warehouse scene. I'm like, wow, I came in second place. This is great. So I was like, I was super happy. Yeah. They're like, in first place. I'm like, who's in first place? In first place, Kung Lee's Dragon Eyes uh, in the street fighting scene. I was like, wow. Yeah, so I took one and two. Then, then um, I couldn't give Gina Carano her award because they're like, no, you, you sit down, someone's going to give it to her. I'm like, why? Because uh, we, we need you for something. 
I'm like, okay, whatever. So I was like, I was already pumped, like, because, you know, my all I got, you know, like first and second. They're like, best rising star, Kung Lee. I'm like, oh, shit, I won that too. So I got, like, this little trophy, two awards, and then, uh, you know, um, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was good. So, and from there, I should have, you know, that, that's when I was like, do I keep doing movies or do I fight? And okay. that's when Scott's all, I need you, I need you. I'm like, okay, I'll do it and I'll fight. <laughs> then I, you know, got busted up a little bit, but, you know, I knew what I could do. So I, because I lost, I had to stick with the fight and keep fighting. And, you know, now I'm back and I'm writing my own films. And, you know, I got a couple, you know, I got a couple in the works that I'm talking to some people, you know, I'm, I'm working with some, uh, you know, uh, some 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 producers and I don't want to jinx it. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you all about it when I get it. And then with my project, I think uh, everyone will like it because it deals with, you know, like end of the world stuff and like the dead will rise. Like it's not zombies, but it's even better. Just think, uh, you know, I don't want to give it away. I'll tell you when it comes. That's all. Yeah, and whatever you post, yeah. man, I, I forward it for sure. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, it, I, I just, uh, everybody we have on the show, I don't want to take too much more of your time up. We went over everything real, really good. And, and uh, again, I really appreciate you, you doing this with us. Um, uh, everybody I interview, I like to, you know, let them know like, Hey, we're in uncertain times. Um, what, what kind of words of inspiration can you give people watching this? Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a man of faith. So, um, love and light faith in Christ will always have you ready for the fight. That's my words. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Very good, man. Very straightforward. I love it. Um, and yes, everybody, uh, you can find him on, uh, he's got his own YouTube channel. Uh, Kung Lee is on uh, Instagram, Facebook. Is there any, uh, thing else you like to, like maybe your school or, you know what? Um, you, know, you guys can check out smash gyms. If you guys want to, learn some blade techniques or some self-defense or some Kung Lee moves, uh, just, you know, Kung Lee official. And then, um, you know, I'm on Kung Lee 185 on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and YouTube. And, and, you know, and thanks again. I appreciate you having me on the show and getting a chance to talk about, you know, me and then talk about, you know, my projects. And of course, you know, the, the fight that we're all having, everyone is in a, in a fight. And also I just started a, uh, another YouTube channel called um, Spiritual Battles uh, Worldwide, and that's about you know dealing with the good and the evil and the balance of power that's that's happening on Earth. And uh, you know whether you believe in God or not, when there's a good, there's an evil. When there's a God, there's a devil. So and that's called Spiritual yeah. Battles on uh, yeah. YouTube. Wow. on on YouTube. Yes, Spiritual Battles Worldwide, and um, it's actually my girlfriend's mom, and she has 400 exorcisms that she's successfully really done. and uh yeah you know at first i was a little bit you know you know not like really you know like oh demons you know a lot of people talk about then i recently uh helped out and witnessed one and was part that, of one and i was like what's that like that's gotta be like insane man yeah i mean <laughs> you feel that in the room right all glory goes to god yeah. if your faith is strong because my thank goodness my faith is strong that was uh, that was uh, something that uh, you you're either scared, okay, but you don't want to show it. And like, if I had to face any opponent, I'd be more scared of the situation of the 
the evil forces that's out there. I fight anyone rather than, you know, if I, you know, at the time, you know, what's going on is it's crazy. That's but, great. Uh, well, what, yeah. everybody make sure you check that out. That sounds wild. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, there's some coverage here and there on that, but that's awesome that you guys got a channel going with it. Well, I mean, I, I'll uh, look forward uh, to your, your future uh, of your career. I've been following this whole time. And uh, again, it's been an honor uh, talking with you, man. And uh, I'll edit this, put it on all social media. If you like, I could send you i uh, I'll plug it out. I'll plug, I'll plug it all on the, your sites and everything too. Uh, hey, I appreciate I, it. I appreciate it, man. And, uh, and you know, I'll keep, I'll keep in touch because we, we keep doing this now. Definitely. Hey, uh, great questions. You know, I always like, you know, the challenge and, 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 uh, you know, uh, you, you started out good because it's your first time you interviewed me and everything was smooth. And then, uh, awesome. you know, I look forward to the next time and see, uh, let's see what, uh, what all the, the fan base that you guys have, what are the questions that you guys can hit me up with and challenge me with some questions. I, I love to be challenged. Awesome. Man. I love it. Thank you, sir. Okay. You have a great one. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for listening, everyone. Hope you all enjoyed the show. For more great interviews and content, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Legends and Master Show. Also, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Be sure to go to our website, www.legendsandmastershow.com, and join our email list for all upcoming shows, events, and articles. See you on the next one.